So, everybody good today? Praise God. So, to be honest with you, um, didn't really want to do this for certain circumstances. It's funny how when things happen in life, you storms in life or whatever, things that hurt, you just want to get small and go into a corner and just start pushing things away. That's what I was doing. Um, so it was funny because Heather this morning was like, well, are you sure? You, you know, here's, I'm just going to throw this out there. Do you want to just go to healing school and just sit in and be there? And, you know, just see how the first one goes and just kind of, you might want might to do that. I'm like, yeah, I can't see anything wrong with that. So then I was getting ready and God's like, well, if you're going to be there already, well, why don't you just speak the word that I gave you already? I'm like, well, all right. So um, you don't argue with God because nothing surprises him. He knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. So it's not like he didn't know what was going down, right? So it's, it's like he didn't give uh, Jonah a word and be like, well, good luck with that. No, he knew what was going to happen, but he knew that Jonah was going to turn a whole nation to Jesus. Amen. I say that to say this, is God put, put a voice in our breath so that we could bring power to this earth. Not our power, God's power. Amen. See, the earth suits that were just, you see my handsome up here. That's just, God's blessed me with such a beautiful physique. Now, that gives me the right to be on this earth. But the real me is inside. And the real me is the one that has dominion and power because he's given us the keys. Amen? Amen. Today I'm going to talk about your vertical communication with God brings horizontal dominion. Amen? So, our, so we've got this voice to communicate with God. Amen? How many of you know that in the beginning of time, light wasn't the first thing that God did? Right? Our Bibles say that he, he said light be, and it was. But the first thing he said was he said something. See, nothing happens unless God says it. Amen? And when God says it, it has to happen. Why? Because he's the creator of the universe. Everything that goes out of God's mouth will come to pass. Enough said. So God turns around and creates us and says, you do this also. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, Jesus had dominion wherever he went and whatever he did. Why is that? By hearing, saying, and doing. Hearing, saying, and doing. What did he do the whole time he was on this earth? He was hearing what his father was saying. He was watching what his father was doing. And then he does it. Amen? How do you have dominion on this earth? You listen to what God has to say. I tell my daughter almost every day, I say, don't worry about what people think of you. Don't worry about what people tell you. Don't let anybody tell you who you are except for the one who created you. Amen? Amen? Why did Jesus have dominion on this earth? Because he heard his father. He would say what, he, what his father says. And he would do what his father told him to do. Amen? See, John 5, 19 says, Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something 
he sees his father doing. For whatever the father does, the things the son does also in like manner. That's Jesus walking on the earth. He knew that if he saw his father doing something, he could do it. Amen? He also said this in John 12, 49. He says, I have not spoken on my own, but the father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. Oh, praise Jesus. You know, God has given you something to say. Amen? God's speaking to us all the time. We have power and dominion on this earth, not because we're so powerful and, 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 and ruling everybody. No, it's because there's someone on the inside of us that's given us that power to rule on this earth. Amen? And there's, there's sickness on this earth, there's disease on this earth, there's poverty on this earth, and that's what we're, we're conquering. See, Jesus has put the victory in you already, and it's in your voice. See, the church has got to rise up with their voice. The church is getting quiet. Seems like. Not this one. Amen. Not this one. But the church in the whole, we need to rise up and, 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 and speak what God speaks. Speak what he's been telling us. Why? Because just like Jonah, just like Jonah, God knew that if Jonah spoke that word, a whole nation would come to Christ. Not just one, not just two, a whole nation and on that way, he got swallowed up by a whale or a fish. My goodness. But he still, even Jonah, goodness gracious, even Jonah knew that if he went there, things were going to happen. Why? Because he knew the voice of God. He knew when he spoke the voice of God, things happened. That's why it's important for us to hear what God is saying. God is going to have a word for you. God is going to have something to say. He's going to show you things. And if you do those... He's already put inside of you everything that you need to accomplish whatever there is to do on this earth. Amen? So if God speaks something into your life or gives you a word, he's, a, he's already seen it done. Amen? Oh, I'm excited today. John 12, 50 says, And I know, the, and I know that his command leads to, etern to eternal life. So I speak. This is Jesus. So I speak exactly what the Father has told me to say. Today I'm going to speak exactly what the Father told me to speak today. See, God's not surprised. He knows that there's storms. He knows that things happen. But just like when, when, just like when Jesus told the disciples, and I'll get to this, Jesus told the disciples, let's go on to the other side. End of story. That's our vision. We are going to be on the other side, people. Amen? In Mark 4.35, it says, On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side. Something was said. Amen? Something was said. Jesus spoke words into existence. He said, Disciples, listen to me. We're going to the other side. And if they would have been listening to him, fear wouldn't have came over the boat. Amen? Jesus, Jesus says you're healed. Amen? Amen? Enough said. He said something. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with them. You know what? When you have something to say, there's going to be people following you. Amen? When you have something to, when, when you have something to say, people are going to follow you. Other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose. 
and the waves beat into the boat, not on the boat, into the boat. These were big waves. So, so that it was already filling the boat. These waves were big enough to fill the boat. You've got to imagine in the middle of the sea here, waves coming in. See, it's not like, it's not like God didn't know. It was, oh my goodness, there's a storm. What's going to happen? What's Jesus? He's in the back of the boat sleeping? What's going on? But he was in the stern, listen to this, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him said, and, and saying, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Well, since when were we perishing? Did you not listen to me? Didn't you not hear that I said, we're going to go to the other side? See, we need to listen. What is God saying? Did he say you're healed or not? Did he say you're prosperous or not? Did he say you have the victory over the evil one or not? Are you the head or are you the tail? He said that you were the head, right? Amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. God is such a good God. You know, he was sleeping in the back of the boat because he already spoke words into existence that got him to the other side. He saw himself on the other side. You see, God didn't say, Jesus, I want you to go to the other side and preach this message that I'm about to give you. This is what you, I want to say to the people. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Do, 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 do. They have a conversation. And then God goes in the corner and goes, <laughs> oh, this storm's going to be funny. No. Right? God looked down and said, man, that guy's ready. He's having a little nap. Here's his pillow. Jesus goes off and sleeps at the back of the boat where waves are coming into the boat. Listen, Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't afraid. Why? Because he heard what his father had to say. He had vertical communication that gave him horizontal dominion. He had vertical communication with his father that says, you're going to go to the other side and you're going to preach a, me preach a message and people are going to come to Christ, come to you. People are going to be healed. People are going to be redeemed. There's a demon-possessed man on the other side of that water that needs you. See, Jesus goes, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to grab my pillow, the feathered one, because that's the most comfiest one on my wood plank here. I'm going to lay down and have a little nap and get rested so that I have enough energy to speak what you've given me, Lord. Amen. See, we got our... When we hear, when we, when we have this vertical communication with God, I'm telling you what, you will swing over hell on a cornstalk and spit in the devil's eye. I, I, it's something you can only go like this with and say, I, I can't show you, I can't, I can't tell you how it feels, I can't, unless you've heard the voice of God, unless you've spent time in the presence of God, there's nothing you can do and there's nothing that I can say unless you catch it that will tell you that you can literally hang over hell on a cornstalk and spit in the devil's eye because you know that God in heaven is backing you. Amen? Because he's put you on this earth with a voice. He's put you on this earth with, with, with power and dominion. He gave you the keys. He said, here, this is what, here are the keys and here's your voice. The keys of the kingdom. Vertical communication. Horizontal dominion. You speak. Listen. This is what I'll tell you. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So God goes like this. Here is the keys. Here's the keys. Here's your earth suit. Have dominion. Is there sickness on this earth? Yes. Have dominion. Is there poverty on this earth? Yes. Have dominion. Here are the keys. Have communication with me. I will tell you what to say and I'll show you what to do. Amen. In fact, I'll send Jesus and I'll show you how it's done. See, Jesus didn't come here to show us up. He, sh he came here to show us how. He showed us how to have dominion on this earth. He didn't come here to say, look at me. 
Look what I can do. No, he says, listen, disciples, this is what you can do. This is what you need to do. Because we're living in a lost and dying word that needs us. We li- we're, we're, Jonah, listen, if Jonah wouldn't have went, a whole nation would have went to hell. A whole nation. One word. Because he heard. Did he run from the presence of God? Yes, I run from the presence of God daily. I do. Let's be honest. But because of the mercies of God, he gives us chances. He goes, I know you're running, but I got my mercy. Looks like a whale. He's going to swallow you up. You're going to think about it for three days. You're going to be thinking about it for three days, and then let's have another talk. Three days! I want to tell you that I'd do it in the first hour, but I'd probably be there three days too, being like, okay, God, okay. All right, Lord, I will go. I promise. If you spit me up on this, this beach, I will go. Amen? We think we'll do it in an hour or a couple minutes, man, but I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. Teacher, do you care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, How can it be that even the wind and the waves obey Jesus? How is it? Well, you heard God, right? All Jesus needed to know is that, hey, I'm going to go to the other side, and we're, we're going to get this done. We're, there's people on the other side. So in between there, God gives us the word and the dominion to get there. See, God wasn't surprised with the storm, and neither, neither was Jesus. We live on a lost and dying word, world. There's going to be storms of life every day. There's going to be hurt. There's going to be... There's going to be times of, of grief. There's going to be times of sorrow. There's going to be times of happiness. But God doesn't say, oh, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, you might want to just, you know, sit this one out. No, he goes, this is happening. What are you going to do? What's the word that I spoke to you? Have you been having this vertical communication to give you this horizontal dominion? Because when you have that vertical communication, the winds will rise up because they don't like you. Things of life will rise up. People, people, my goodness, people that you think have your back will stab you in the back. What are you going to do? I just had this happen to me. What I wanted to do is I wanted to start, yeah, I want to quit this. I want to quit that. I want to quit this. I don't want to do that anymore. And my wife had to tell me, listen, Chris, why do you want to stop everything? Why, do you let, why would you let one person stop you from accomplishing something that God's put in your heart. There's people that need you. Woke me up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen? Because I needed to hear that. Sometimes I'm, run, like, I'm running from God, so God goes, all right, you won't run from your wife. <laughs> Amen? I've tried that. <laughs> she catches me every time. Let us cross over to the other side. Amen? Let us cross over to the other side. Jesus made it a habit of doing what he said. Let's do what we say. Jesus also made a habit of spending time with the Father. See, Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. 
if you're not hearing what God's saying, how are we gonna have faith rise up with inside of us? See, sometimes we just need to hear our own voice with God's words mixed into him because then that faith rises up within us and we're able to do what he's called us to do. Amen? It says faith comes by hearing. So we gotta hear something. Listen, we gotta hear something. What are we hearing today? Are we hearing the news? Are we hearing the doubt and unbelief? Are we hearing this? And are we, hearing, are we gonna hear God? What, what does he have to say about the situation? Yes, am I sick? Sure. But what does God say about the situation? Are you healed or you're not? Did he die on the cross for your sickness and your sins? And your diseases, or did he not? Amen. What did he do on that cross? Did he do it? Did he did he give you all the kings of the keys of the kingdom, or did he just give you one? He gave them all to us. Amen. God is awesome. See, even in Luke 5, 16, it says all, Jesus withdrew. He withdrew himself often to the wilderness in prayer. Why? Because he had listen. He knew, he knew all he had to do was get a word from his father. A word from his father. And there's nothing on this earth that could stand in his way. Nothing. Even he knew that. He knew he had to get a word from his father, so he spoke it. The exact words. Amen. Sometimes we just, for myself, sometimes I just want to start speaking, and God's like, whoa, easy. Yeah, those are good words. But you only have to say this. Say this. It's over. We're done. Amen? The circumstances had to obey Jesus because his father was backing his word. The wind and waves obeyed Jesus because his father was backing what he was saying. The storm was no surprise to Jesus. We need to learn how he talks. God always speaks what's going to happen. Do you know that a sound always goes before the power. Big automobile. You, you pound down a five-liter Mustang, you put it to the floor, what do you hear, man? You hear the power of that engine just going, and then you'll see the power of it. A plane in the air puts force the throttle. You can, what do you got to do? You got to cover your ears because there's so much sound of this power. You start a chainsaw to take down a big oak tree that's as big as this room. What do you got to do? There's, there's sound to the power that's going to do that. Amen? God always speaks what is going to happen. Light be. It happened. He said it. What happened to Joshua when he... When, when, did the walls come down before the trumpet? No. The walls came down after the trumpet started blowing. And the Everybody started praising. Amen. You've got a sound. When we have vertical communication with God, there's a sound that's deposited in your heart that's more powerful than anything on this earth. Jonah knew. Jonah knew, and he even ran from the... It says that in the, in, in the, in the first verse, he ran from the presence of God. And do you think, God, do you think that phased God? That didn't phase him. He knew if he could just get Jonah to see what would happen. Jonah even knew, actually, to be honest with you. Jonah knew. Vertical communication. Horizontal dominion. Amen. Walls come down because of the sound. Those in the Old Testament and the New Testament that heard, trusted, and acted on God 
And what happened is they hear, they do, they receive. Oh, but we're not supposed to do anything. We're all saved by grace. Sit down, nothing's, you're good to go. God's done everything. Yeah, but he needs a church to rise up and do what he's called us to do. Amen. Oh, man, we serve an awesome God that's, that, that, I, oh, man, I want to scream. <laughs> Jesus would hear what the Father is saying, then he would say and do what the Father showed him. When God gives you a word for your future, that literally means you have everything on the inside of you to accomplish what God has told you to do. He has seen you complete it, and if you keep your heart and your mind set on him, you will see it completed in your life. Why is that? Because God gives you vision. And his people are destroyed because of the lack of that. So God will give you a word. Actually, he gave me a word for you today. Peace, be still, I'm with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you. I don't know why that he told me, but he kept on telling me that. He says, please tell this to you. Even when I was sitting here, I'm like, okay, Lord. Because he's, why do I do that? To show you that I, I'm so holy that God could speak to me? Absolutely not. Because I know one thing. The creator of the universe, when he gives you a sound, you say it and things happen. Do I know everything that God is doing all the time? No, but I know if he gives me a word, I should say it because I know it's going to do something. Amen? Listen. I'll close with this because I think I'm even going over, aren't I? Why did they fear? Because they forgot the word. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. One thing, the word. Why did they fear? Because they forgot that Jesus said, let's cross over and go on to the other side. Listen, Jesus says today, you are healed, you're redeemed, you're strong, you're healthy, you're prosperous. You might not see all those things right now, but that's the problem. Seek him and get the vision. What is he saying about you? What is he saying about your life right now? See, vertical communication gives you horizontal dominion. There's things in this earth that we have no control over but we have control over one thing, this right here. And God's given us lip, lips and a voice to speak his word on this earth to have power and dominion over the principalities that think they rule here. No, we rule here, amen? It's great to have Pastor JP join us and lead us in worship because when we worship the Lord, he comes, he inhabits our praises and how we need his presence, right? We need his anointing and we want us to saturate, we want him to saturate us with his presence today. And, uh, you know, as I thought about healing school, I, uh, I just felt in my heart that the Lord was saying that we should honor the presence of the Holy Spirit welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit, that we should reverence the Word of God and hold it in high esteem, and that we should exalt the name of Jesus. And I mean, we know all of those things, but I think if we consciously 
purpose in our hearts to do that and acknowledge the fact he is here. You know that God can do amazing things. We want to give glory to him. We want to give honor to him. Whenever he touches one of you and he brings healing, then we just want to bring glory to him. Don't we want to give praise to him? He's with us. He's dwelling in us. He's walking among us. That's what the word says in 2 Corinthians 6, 16. He says, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Can you just see that by faith? He's walking here among us right now. And that is real. That's reality. Praise God. Um, And there's a scripture in the book of Psalms 89. And it says these words, uh, verse 7. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. And it's because our God is holy. And he is here. As we assemble, whether it's few, whether it's a lot, he is here and we are to revere him. We are to reverence him. And when we do, he comes in power among us. And uh, there's another psalm that says, 29 verse 9, it says, in his temple, everyone says glory. Can you say that with me? Glory. Glory to God. Yes, amen. And, uh, you know, speaking of the fear of the Lord, in Malachi 2, we have a promise from God, and it says this. To you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will arise, shall arise with healing in his wings. Just a little introduction to healing school. We're just believing God to continue to do mighty things and to do even greater things than what we've ever seen before. So the message that God's put on my heart today is this. I've titled it, What is Jesus Doing Today? Well, we know that he walked the earth and we've heard uh, from Chris this morning and I just want to add this. So appreciate you coming, Chris and Heather, and sharing the word that God had put on your heart a powerful word to us all. And, uh, you know, I know it had some cost attached to it and it's very much appreciated. And so what, what I believe God wants us to look at today is connected with what Chris has just been sharing. And it's concerning what Jesus is doing. And he is actually our great high priest. Hebrews uh, speaks about the fact that Jesus is our high priest. So where is Jesus today? Well, if I was to ask any one of you, I'm sure you would say that he's sitting at the right hand of God. In Hebrews 8.1, it says he is seating, he is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. He has the most exalted position. He is higher than the highest. He's fairer than the fairest. He's amazing. And that's where he is, having all authority, having all dominion. And he's given his name to us. And he said, go in my name and do all of these amazing things that we read about in Mark chapter 16. But you see, Jesus, it says in um, Hebrews 3 verses 1 and 2 that we are to consider uh, the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ 
Jesus. So we have to look at every word. You know, when God says something, we should pay attention to what he's saying. So consider the apostle, right? The apostle is actually a sent one. That's what an apostle is. He's a sent one. Um, Let me see. A sent one, a delegate, a person sent or authorized to represent others. And Jesus has been sent and authorized to represent us before God. And he does it through his high priestly ministry. Praise God. So we, we could say in this way, we are to consider the one God sent and anointed to be high priest over what we say. Because he's a high priest of our confession. So Jesus, as our high priest, is authorized to carry out or put into effect the confession of our faith. The words we speak, Jesus, as our high priest, is authorized to administer, to execute, to carry into effect the words that we speak. And uh, we read that Jesus, in Hebrews 7, 22, is the guarantee of a better covenant. So when we act in his name, when we hear his voice and speak what he says, when we do what he says, then he is our guarantee and that word is going to come to pass. Just like Chris was saying, you know, when God speaks and you say it, when he speaks and you do it, God is going to back your words and there's going to be some supernatural thing that's going to take place in your life and circumstances because he is the great high priest who is seated at the right hand of God. He lives forever. It says this in Hebrews 7.24 and he has an unchangeable priesthood. In verse 25 of that chapter, it says, He is able, has the power to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Praise God. The word save there, that would be zozo. You know, save includes salvation for the soul. It includes healing for the body, preservation rescue. Have you ever need, needed rescuing? He, he's right there to come and rescue you. And he saves to the uttermost. That word means completely. It means for through all time, forever. And of course, Jesus he is ever living to make intercession for us. He is there before the Father. He is listening to the words we speak. He sees the faith that's contained in them. And when we speak words that align with God's word, then he's able to bring them to pass. Praise God. So we are to hold fast to our confession. When God speaks, we are come into agreement with it and we speak it. But we don't just say it for a while. We speak it until we see the word of God fulfilled in our lives, in our circumstances. Praise God. When we receive the the Lord Jesus, in Romans 10, we find that we are to confess with our mouths and we are to believe in our hearts. We confess Jesus is Lord. We believe God raised him from the dead and we are saved. I'm sure every one of us remembers that time. And uh, in Colossians 2.6, it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. 
So the way we began this Christian life is the way we continue in it. So we believe what we hear in God's word, what God is saying to us. We confess it with our mouths and we see his salvation in manifestation. Praise God. The word confession is a Greek word and it's homologio. And it means to say the same thing as another, to agree with what has been said. And when we agree with what God has said and we make it our bold confession, then that our high priest, who is the high priest of our confession, he speaks those words before the Father. He's representing us before the throne of God. And he's making sure that what we say by faith in him, in the word of God, is going to come to pass. Praise God. Our faith connects us to the high priest of our confession. And there's some, a couple of verses in Hebrews that speak about the fact we're to hold fast our confession. So Hebrews 4.14, it, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. See the connection again? The high priest and our confession. Because we have a high priest who is in the heavens representing us, we are to hold fast our confession. That means don't let it go. You know, don't say it for a while and then change your tune and say something different that negates it, that is contrary to what you've just said. When God has spoken and he's spoken in his word, when the Holy Spirit makes that alive in you, quickens it to your heart, continue to speak it. Continue to say it through thick and thin. No matter what might seem to come your way, speak the word, say the word, sing the word. And as Chris was saying, you know, we need to be loud in our praises. We need to be loud in our confession. We need to lift up our voice in, with our confession. And actually, just a couple of days ago, God was speaking that to my heart and showing me that there's something powerful about raising our voice in praise, not just being timid, but to actually open your mouth with gusto, you know, and just give praise and honor and glory. Sometimes shout for joy before the Lord. There's something powerful about that. Hebrews 10, 21 and 23, it says, Because, again, we have a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. So, because Jesus is there, we can draw near to the throne of grace. And let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. In other words, he who promised is going to back our words, our confession of faith, like he backed the words of Jesus when he was walking the earth. Praise God. So, because Jesus is representing us before the Father, we can come boldly before his throne. We can speak with confidence and confess boldly what God says about us. We can say about ourselves what he says about us. We can say, I have what he says I have. I am who he says I am. And I can do what he says I can do. We can agree with him. We need to agree with him. We can act like his promises are already ours 
because they are. If, his, if there's a promise in the word of God, it belongs to us. Praise God. We are his children, his beloved ones. So sometimes we go through very difficult situations, even impossible looking situations. And sometimes we need to ask ourselves the question, what am I saying about this situation? Um, you know, we have to sort of suddenly, in fact, probably, you know, you say things and you think, wow, what did I just say? You know, that did not agree with the word of God. But God wants us to continually speak his word, to align what we say with his word, with what he says about our situation. So question is, am I speaking about how I feel, what I hear, what I see in the natural or am I speaking what God is saying, what God has said about me and about my situation? The answer to the, that question or these questions makes a difference for us between victory or defeat. See, if we have a negative confession, then Jesus doesn't have anything to be able to take, any faith-filled words to be able to intercede on our behalf before the Father. So it really matters what we say. It really does. And uh, it was one of the psalmists said, Lord, keep a watch over my mouth. And I think that we need to, to say the same. Lord, help me to be slow to speak so that when we do speak, our words honor God. They agree with God. And they give Jesus, our great high priest, words that he can take before the Father and uh, he can represent us there so that they might come to pass. So our thoughts determine our words. Whatever is in us in abundance is what is going to be coming out of our mouths, whether it's for good or whether it's for bad. Luke 6.45 says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaks. When we're under pressure, when, we, when the times that we're going through are tough, it's important for us to keep our hearts with all diligence the word says in Proverbs 4:23 out of them out of our hearts flow the issues of life so we need to keep our hearts free from worry from care and anxiety and focus instead on what God has promised what he said about us and instead of what we perceive about our through our senses praise God so when God's words are in us abundance Faith is going to be present in our hearts. And when you think about the word of God and you appreciate how powerful it is, it causes you to realize that when you put it in your heart, you've got some, some absolute treasure within you. And just a couple of days or so ago, I was watering a plant that was in a pot outside our front uh, at the front of our house, and I, as I was putting the water around the plant that was hanging there, I saw something. I don't know if anyone recognizes what that might be, but it's actually a walnut. It's the husk, and then inside of it is uh, a walnut. And my guess is that a squirrel found it on the ground and came and put it up there in my plant pot, 
thinking that later on, when he's hungry and when it's cold and when he needs it, he's going to have a feast on this walnut after he's taken off the husk. And, you know, there is tremendous potential in that, in that walnut. You know, it needs the right process. You know, it needs to, uh, you, obviously, you need to take the husk off and it, apparently it needs to be chilled and it needs some moisture and things like that. But once it's planted, then it will grow into a walnut tree. We had one, but right next to our house. And it's obvious that nobody actually would have planted there. it there. It was crazy. So it must have fallen into the ground, taken root, and, and it grew up. <laughs> and uh, so uh, the Word of God, there is amazing potential within it. You know, one walnut tree is going to produce innumerable walnuts. And God's word, the, the incorruptible seed of the word of God, when it's planted in our hearts, has the potential to reap and produce a mighty harvest. Praise God. In the word of God, there is faith to believe, believe him because it's the word of faith. So when we receive it in our hearts and we keep it there like treasure, it's buried inside of us, um, faith will grow in our hearts. And also within that seed, the word of God, there is the power to obey him. When God speaks and he gives us his word, even within that word he's spoken is the power, the ability to be able to do what he has said. And not only that, within that seed there is life. And when it's planted, the word of God, in the good ground of a believing heart, it's going to produce a wonderful plant. It's going to produce what God has promised. It's going to bring us strength. It's going to feed our souls. It's going to minister life to us. It means we can speak to mountains of difficulty because the faith is within us and the power is there to obey him. And the life of God is going to be released as we speak words of faith. And, you know, uh, as we speak like Jesus said, he gave us the authority in Mark eleven twenty two to 23. He said to his disciples, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. What a promise. Praise God. Yet Jesus spoke to the storm and it became quiet. He spoke to the victory and it withered. And we can reign in life. We have dominion because we have that vertical communication with God. So we have horizontal dominion in our lives. And it's because we hear God. He speaks. We receive it. It's his word in our hearts. We keep it. We speak it. We act upon it. And his power, his life is released. Praise God. It's amazing. When we, when we do it, we reign in life with him, and mountains of difficulty have to obey our voice. Praise God. It's how we come, overcome the um, mountains of sickness and disease. Revelation 12, 11 says, And they overcame, come, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. That's meaning that that person 
held fast their confession of faith. That person committed to love God all their days, right to the end of their life, and they overcome the devil. See, if you read in the book of Revelation, in those chapters 2 and 3, it speaks about the overcomers. Overcomers inherit. They do. They inherit all kinds of things. And we see right throughout those chapters there what the overcomers inherit. And towards the end of the Bible, it says, you know, he who overcomes will inherit all things. That can include any promise from God. When you overcome, because when God gives you a promise, suddenly there's opposition. Suddenly the devil wants to steal the word. Suddenly the storm arises. And, you know, you feel like you're going under. But when you stand your ground, when you're steadfast and you hold fast to what God has said and you do not let go, and uh, regardless of what things look like or feel like or sound like, you say, this is what God has said, this is the way it's going to be. You will, I will overcome. Praise God. And we do it because we believe God's word in our hearts. We don't quit. We don't let go. We confess it with our mouth. We act like it's so. And God does something amazing. We ask in the name of Jesus and our great high priest intercedes for us. He carries our words into effect and he meets our needs. We are saved we are delivered, we are healed because we have a great high priest at the Father's right hand who ever lives to make intercession for us. Praise God. And as we realize that, we can come before him often. We can be standing in the kitchen doing dishes. We can be working some like you guys under the car, perhaps, you know, like my husband doing the breaks recently. Um, but we can be holding fast to the confession of our faith. We can believe in God and we are in contact with him. Spiritually speaking, we are before the throne of grace. Whatever we might be doing, when we are in communion with him and he hears and he answers our prayer as we hold fast to our confession of faith. Praise God. So, I think it would be good if we actually made a confession of faith. You know, what God has said, he said quite a bit actually today, this morning and um, in the services this morning and today uh, as we've listened to his word. So let's join together and confess his word. Perhaps you can just follow after me. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you for your word, and I choose to believe it, I choose to receive it, and I choose to make it my own. Lord, I choose to act upon what you've said, and to speak it out of my mouth. I receive the truth of your word that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. That Jesus himself took my infirmities and he bore my sicknesses. And therefore, I do not need to accept those things in my life. Father, I trust you And I thank you for my high priest 
who is ever living to make intercession for me. In Jesus' name.